All right, so let's talk about fourfold breathing. Sure. Um, where do we start here with fourfold breathing for seeing energy? Well, I think it's it's uh, you know just the idea. I mean, besides this specific technique, it's like can our breathing affect our ability to see in this case specifically? You know, yeah. We, we know that breathing can affect a lot of things. It can change perceptual states, which is really what we're trying to do and enhance, right? Right. And uh, with the specific goal for us of seeing energy. So uh, the reason that uh, fourfold breath can be tailored to that, uh, so to speak. I mean, as long as we have a clear intent of what we're doing, right? Is that it brings us to basically uh, a state of neutrality, you know, with that very, very even box breathing or fourfold breath, right? So box breathing is what the military has called it now. So, but originally it was a fourfold breath and there's a bunch of other people that are using augmented names to basically do the, the same, same thing. thing for the same thing right so but the original term was fourfold breath so and basically the idea is that uh in doing that properly it sort of brings us to a neutral state and what does that mean it's like from our normal uh conscious um mode of beta where we're having a conversation and engaged in doing things outside and all of that's in beta basically and so alpha is what we're trying to move into at this place, you know, and the fourfold breath will help us facilitate that in a better way. And as we do that and we get more consistent with it, it basically, when we start the breathing, it already starts to ramp us down. So it's like a lot of these things are anchored in. So that's why we sort of pause when we're doing it and say like, how does that, you know, how does it feel? You know, where do you feel it in your body? How does this respond? Are you noticing sort of a, you know, an opening up of perception but a decrease in, you know, let's say, um, you know, frenetic sort of brain activity, right? So a lot of people, you know, with meditation or these practices, one of the common things that's um, inhibiting is, you know, that monkey mind, you know, that's, uh, you know, lots of random thoughts getting in there and distracting us or confusing us or whatever. So the fourfold breath in bringing us into that alpha state, that's really reduced. And so again, uh, the idea is that it will change our perceptual state. We also know that in alpha, uh, we're much more open to uh, learning. You know, it's much easier, right? There's a uh, uh, there's not so much tension in it, right? It's not like you're really forcing yourself to learn something. It's more like alpha is a state when we're observing, you know, watching a movie and really being engaged with the movie, right? And so we're feeling it in our body, and you know, the tense parts. You know we feel tense and you know it's the reason that we go to the movies right because we want to be uh not just entertained but we sort of want to have a you know an emotional connection to it and those are the ones that are really good for us and um so if it's uh if it were something you know on the opposite i always tell people you know the difference would be like just watch a movie without the sound you know it's not it's just it's it's not nearly the same emotional impact for us right so so alpha sort of, you know, we get into that state. It's like reading a good book as well is another one that, you know, just sort of like when you get in there and it's like, you know, as you're reading, it's more like you're watching the scenes unfold in your mind, right? So it's not something you have to try to do. It just, when it's really engaging, you just kind of get in there and go with it. And the fourfold breath sort of facilitates bringing us into that perceptual state, you know, so. <clears throat> and that's why it helps with seeing because it's a nice entry point you know can we see in beta sure but it takes a little time to get proficiency to do that um 
but alpha is a nice place to sort of entry level get into that place. And of course, it goes from alpha to theta, you know, it's like a, uh, you know, different degrees of alpha moving down and then, you know, into that theta zone where it's, you know, your uh, imaginal world is actually even more prominent than your physical reality that's around you. So, and again, it takes a little time to sort of adjust down to that, but this is where we start. And from that start, and as we relax even more, it sort of helps us to maneuver more into that, you know, slower, deeper state. Right. Yeah. And can you talk about um, the idea of like being comfortable, being uncomfortable? And does yeah. that relate to the fourfold breathing as well when, with seeing? Sure. I mean, I think most people will notice when they do the fourfold breath correctly uh, that uh, there will be, let's say, out of the four sides, so breathing in, holding it at the top, breathing out, holding it at the bottom for the same count, um, that one of those sides will probably be more difficult than the others without actually trying to observe it. You'll just notice after, you know, a minute or so that you'll notice that one side, like a lot of times people will find that that bottom one where you're breathing all the way out and then holding that for a count of four, you know, that that, that four is sort of like, okay, when do I get to breathe, <laughs> you know? And, and so there's that little bit of anxiety that happens there. And, but as you continue, you know, that's going to level out. And so that's what we want. We want each side to be exactly the same as the other side. And it's not something you have to force, right? So we want to really get away from this idea on everything that you have to force, you know, you have to put more force into something to make it happen. It's not, it's, it's a different way of thinking about things, right? For us, you know, our uh, understanding is that this is all happening around us all the time anyway. Energy. Energy. It's there. And, you know, this, uh, you know, uh, being able to see the energy is not something that it's like you're not making it happen. It's happening. You're just trying to bring yourself in alignment with that frequency so that you can actually observe it. <clears throat> and that's it, right? So it's not like, oh, if I concentrate harder, if I do this more, you know, that we have to sort of pull ourselves back from that normal paradigm that we're in, right? It's like, um, you know, I want to get more work done. I have to work faster. You know, I want to get, you know, I want to move more stuff. I've got to get stronger. You know, it's like, you know, more force to produce the effect that we're looking for. And in the energetic realm, it's more relaxed, produces more focus. And in that relaxation, opens our perceptual, you know, gates a little bit wider. And, mm. and as time goes on, we get better and better and better at it. So, so the fourfold breathing is um, very much akin to the relaxation, but maybe from more of a, a, a mental a mental avenue to that relaxation, putting also, ourselves in neutral. Yeah, mentally. yeah, yeah. And also, f and, but physically too, right? Because I mean, again, the, you'll notice when you find that one side that's a little bit harder than the others, there's a certain, you know, let's say a, a tiny bit of anxiety that comes up from that. Like, when am I going to breathe? You know, it's like, can I hold it this long? You know, can I, <laughs> am I going to rush the tempo? That kind of thing. So, uh, you know, it gives you the ability, you know, coming back to that last question, you know, it's, you know, how do we get comfortable being uncomfortable? Right. I mean, that's, that's partly, you know, my job. Well, know, there's a to lot get of you to be in that zone. And there's a know? lot of, um, there can be a discomfort that comes oh, up sure. from like if when you're doing either the relaxation or the gazing or whatever and things start to shift or things start to change or your perceptual start state moves into a new place it's like this is 
it's that whole idea of moving into the unknown or the unfamiliar. Right. I mean, even if, uh, you know, for some people, I mean, if they're so high paced all the time, right. You know, they're like mid to high beta on a regular basis or maybe consistently, uh, you know, even slowing everything down and moving into that alpha or getting ready to move into alpha, that can be anxiety inducing too. I mean, I have plenty of people that, you know, right. being quiet is really discomforting to them. Right. Because sure. they're just not in that mode enough. And it sounds like, you know, people that are running like that, they've, a lot of times they'll say things like, oh, if I could just relax. Oh, if I could just, right. you know, like longing to do that. And like, oh, if I get a break here, I can relax a little bit. But even in that relaxation state, it's so unfamiliar. It becomes anxiety producing. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's a funny thing. But, you know, we really do get sort of entrained to, you know, our normal mode of operation. And things that vary up or down from that actually produce a bit of anxiety because... It's not familiar, right? It's not, and unfamiliar becomes uncomfortable, right? Our comfort zone is where we're used to, you know, when we're not in that comfort zone, you know, it takes a lot to adjust our attitudes. So we're, you know, we're thinking about things like, you know, is this, you know, can I, can I engage this in an adventurous way? Mm. You know, I know it's going to be odd. I know it's going to be, you know, uh, unfamiliar. So you know, but can I get in there and go with it and really, you know, let it run its course and just be in that observational mode? And it's another thing where the fourfold breath comes in handy, right? Because if you, like, let's say you're, you're, you know, you've done it for a while, but, and you have a good handle on the fourfold breath and you sort of have the sense and the feeling of like moving into that alpha state, right? And, it, you know, we talk about it, you know, dropping the brain waves down a bit and being a little bit slower sort of opening you up to <clears throat> um, uh, the experience being a little bit more free flow. There's not as much resistance there when that happens, right? So information comes in and goes out. And, and it's almost like in another way of thinking about it, it's, it's sort of like uh, giving yourself a little bit more distance. So you become less emotionally engaged and more observational. And that's always good. And again, coming back to something that I said before, which is like, you know, imagine watching a scary movie that, or something that makes you really tense, you know, scene, and then turning down the sound. That's a way of sort of separating yourself out from the emotional response to it. Because now it's just a picture that's moving around and doing things. And even if you know what it is, without that sound and the music enhancing the emotional response and connecting you to that, it really loses a lot of its uh, impact. And why is that important for transitioning into being able to see energy? Well, um, because again, as you start to get into it, one of the biggest complaints is that I just start to see it and I get so excited that, you know, it, boom, I'm back to my normal view, right? And, uh, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of that idea of being excited, you know, bounces you back into beta where it's like, okay, now I'm engaged in my normal environment again, because that's familiar, right? It's very easy to jump back into that because it's, it's where you live most of the time, right? So... In the fourfold breath, we, uh, you know, when you start, let's say, gazing or uh, something like that, you know, any technique that's going to shift your perceptual state, there will be a point during it, maybe not right in the beginning, but, you know, as it progresses and things start to change and you really notice at some point that, uh, you know, things are shifting a bit, you know, you're not seeing things as as you did before, or just even a few minutes before, right? So there can be a little bit of that 
tension that comes up, like bracing yourself for what comes next or, you know, like, oh, this is really odd. Uh, you know, is this, you know, is this the right thing? Does everybody get this? Am I, am I odd? You know, is this, is this bad? You know, all of those questions come up. Am I doing it wrong? You know, it's like, it, should it feel like this? You know, it's like, and all of those things. So as that happens, if you go back to that fourfold breath, it can help you just sort of ease that transition and, you know, again, sort of give you a little bit of that distance. So now you're just observing. It's, it's turned the volume down on the emotional content of it again. And it's an, it's, it's such a, great tool to have on board all the time you know it's it's one of those ones that we use for many things we're just adjusting it for the seeing right but it, it's just a tool that's uh very practical for regular everyday life i mean how many times when you're really engaged and you're not making good decisions because you're so emotionally engaged it's like you're just you know you're popping one thing off and you're just digging your you know it's that that old thing you know like with my kids right it's like you're digging your hole deep every time you open your mouth you're digging your hole deeper and deeper and deeper right and it's, so it's like the fourfold breath can give you a chance to sort of separate yourself a bit leave that emotional content behind when you know for another time when you can utilize it right but that observational mode okay it's like this will be fine just breathe and I'll be back, you know, into that place, continue the process, keep going. And, uh, you know, if at any time it really gets overwhelming, anything that I do will immediately snap me back to the, you know, your normal observation, you know, your normal place of, of uh, uh, you know, observation, basically. Right. You know, so it's so weird how um, when we're, you know, it's again, coming back to that idea of um, we're so conditioned to think, uh, more force, more result, or more effort, more result, or more, you know, harder work, faster, you know, all this stuff. And, and um, it's, it's just, it's, it's a strange and new transition to make thinking about, okay, I want to learn to see energy, I want to initiate this experience. So I need to do something, obviously, to move into that place. But each one of these techniques, they're all, in some ways, a form of not doing, mm -hmm. or undoing. Uh, your your normal pattern of being, which is very strange, because it's like okay, I can disengage and and un you know uh, put myself into a more receptive state, a more balanced state, a more relaxed state. I'm doing less. I'm engaged less with the physical, but it's like okay, but well then then what? <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, I think part of it is uh, you know if that if you're really entrenched in that paradigm, which most people are, because that's what we learn right so like we said you know if you want to do more you know you've got to build up to do more and you've got to put more effort in and you know um which is true it works here for that you know to to a certain extent right but then it's like you know if that was if that was a hundred percent true you know uh people wouldn't be looking for other avenues to you know progress in life and bring themselves to a new state they would just work as hard as they could and wherever that was for them at whatever level they would just be you know that would be it and you would be done and you wouldn't be able to progress any further because there's only you know not everybody's gonna go to the gym and be like arnold you know it's, it's just not gonna happen right so different body forms different you know abilities all of that right so so um you know but that's just on the physical level right so you may have, have even the mental attitude to get in there and be in the gym however many hours a day every day and all of that but you know there's only so far that will take you and it will take you far if you're putting yourself to the task but uh 
you know, there are certain limits there. And so if we look at that, you know, and say, okay, well, you know, do I have to be satisfied with where my life is now? And maybe just making small increments up or maybe even, you know, dives down, um, you know, or can I do something else that will sort of, you know, use other tools that will engage other aspects of me to bring my life to a place that I really like that all four pillars are going to be, you know, in the balance that I want, right? So my relationships are going to be what they want, what I want them to be. You know, my success is going to be at the level that I want it to be or better, you know, it's like, and my health is going to be where I need it to be or better. And, and then my spirituality, my connection is, is tying all of that together, at least from our standpoint, right? It's like that, that's the element that we're working on, the energetic, the spiritual, that type of thing, and using that to bind all of those things together. And in balancing them, the whole system raises up, right? So that's the idea behind it. And, and for us, you know, this was, uh, you know, seeing energy is one of those things that we can, utilize to you know get people in that mode and so uh when they realize that they can do that then they can extrapolate that information and say okay if i think about this in the context of everything else you know can i use you know those methods to produce something better in these other areas of my life and you know that's that's what we're saying and that's what i've seen most people do so just uh first we've got to get our foot in the door right <laughs> and, and get to that ability and and it, it does a lot of things when that happens right it convinces people that there is something there that there is energy there even if they intellectually you know thought about it and and that was they could come to some agreement with that it's not the same as having the experience for yourself and engaging it in that way and really having that experience and knowing from experience that that is true and that that there are things there and that you know oh with a little more training i can utilize that for other things and enhance my life it's beyond just the cool factor like wow okay that was that was awesome i could see that and i can turn it on and off very important right Comes but, back to that idea of belief right right which you so talk now about. what can i use this for you know how can i utilize it to make my life better in these other areas you know can i can i find ways or can somebody teach me ways to use this so that you know, it, it enhances my life beyond the cool factor because <laughs> that only lasts for a little while. And then it's like, you know, okay, now what do I do with this? <laughs> how do I make it more practical? Sure. So, so how do you, um, are there, can you just take us through the fourfold breathing sure. as an exercise and the parameters around that, that you would, you know, yeah. you know think are really important? Sure. So, uh, so I'm just, I'm sitting again in a comfortable position, you know, you can, be on the floor on a cushion if you want or just sitting cross-legged on the floor you can be in a chair um you know use the back of the chair if you want or not use use it like a bench so sitting close to the edge if you like that uh, as long as your back is straight again all the same things happen with uh all the parameters are the same as far as meditation or anything else right i want to have a very straight back shoulders are relaxed but but back so you're opening everything up and my neck is straight and again, I always use this, um, this uh, visual for myself and the visual turns into a feeling, right? So it's like I start with a vision of it and then as I hold that, it, it sort of, uh, you know, it turns into a sensation. Let's put it that way, a tactile sensation. So I always think of a, uh, a string attached to the middle of my head, you know, so whatever, the, whatever you feel the middle point is of your head and, you know, that it's being pulled up and taut 
so it's like you're like a marionette just hanging on the string right so it's like as long as the marionette, you know the puppet master is holding you right it's like you're just you're able to relax all your limbs and you know all of your structure and it's being held in place and that's always been very good for me and um uh you know when i've taught it to other people it seems to be really really you know exceptionally good for them as well as to uh be able to keep the body erect the spine straight the neck straight and you know and still relax instead of thinking of it as i've got to keep my muscles tense to keep my back straight and my neck oh I've, you know i've got to lock everything in and you know now i've got to relax it's like <laughs> how do i do that without collapsing or falling backwards or whatever right so but this string idea it's like just you know it's like from a different side you know different angle of observation so it's sort of like that just planting that idea in your head actually facilitates that staying erect but relaxed right and so sometimes too um i also found uh at, a, at another time that uh some people would had a hard time with that sort of idea or maybe even the visualization of that i'm not sure i mean it doesn't have to be a strong visualization right but um something that we're all familiar with is a hanger you know so it's like your body is you know like a suit of clothes and you know and you have this hanger and the hangers you know in your closet hanging up and it's got this suit you know attached to it and just hanging there and so the body becomes like that so you feel like there's some support there and that your body's like a suit of clothes that's just hanging on a hanger that doesn't take any effort on your part to support itself and so again it's very straight and you know and uh the neck is straight but that's the idea and then you're going through the relaxation right so just a little bit you know like relax the body find that perfect comfortable position right so it's like rocking a little bit back or forth nice and slow trying to find the perfect angle this way and then you know another vector this way side to side maybe even a little spiral it's like you're you're zeroing in on the perfect sweet spot for being erect and, uh, and relaxed at the same time okay so and then from there i'm just i'm following a pattern of you know like again like we'll use four because that's the common and so i'm breathing in for a count of four i'm setting up that count and being trying to be as equal as possible on each one so it's like one two three four so i'm breathing in two three four holding my breath at that point two three four letting it out two three four and on the bottom holding it two three four so and then making that very very consistent as much as you can and usually i recommend people just download because they all have phones they're downloading an app um that uh has a metronome the, it has a metronome in it yeah, yeah. And there's a ton of free apps out there with that and so you want to get one that um it's just comfortable for you you know fine i i tend to like uh you know things that don't have a real sharp sound so it's like a click or a you know like a, a deeper wooden click or something like that a little more acoustic because it seems to put me at ease more than a high ping or, or something like that and so uh but you and then you can adjust it really really easily right so you might start with you know one beat per second so 60 beats in a minute right so it becomes this timing and you don't have to worry about then you're counting but you don't have to worry about keeping the rhythm right keeping the the rate of click it's already there for you and i find that very very um uh it really helps people a lot because it's one of those crucial elements right 
of it, moving into that play. Again, in the book, I remember we talked about um, uh, everything becoming, uh, every, nothing being more important than anything else. That's right? exactly That place it. of neutrality. That place of neutrality um, with breathing is making it exactly the same on every side. Mm. And that's where the metronome comes in really handy because this, as you know, I mean, I play drums as well and have for many, many years. And so my rhythm is pretty good. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you can, as you get relaxed and you're more into it, your rhythm can slow down. And then, you know, all of a sudden, what was one beat per second is now, you know, one and a half beats per second. And, you know, it's like it, it, it can go off. Right. So, you know, as you get used to it, you can turn your metronome down, right? So the next time you do it, maybe it's, you know, you know, half as slow or whatever, so that you're, you know, you're really able to breathe in a lot longer, and then, but then you have to hold it a lot longer and, you know, but you're still doing the same count, right? So um, it's just the rate will change. Fascinating so. that like manipulating the rhythm of our breathing in this kind of regimented way can actually change our perception that much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, think about, uh, you know, people, most people these days when they're in their normal mode of operation, they're breathing very shallowly. You know, it's like that's sort of a given. It's it's like one of those things that everybody knows now. You know, it's like when you observe yourself during the day, you know, how often are you actually taking deep breaths and, you know, on a regular basis and systematically breathing deeply and letting it out, breathing deeply, and letting it out. Most people are just breathing very shallowly in here especially if I'm just doing computer work, sitting at a desk, you know, not, you know, not really engaging my body fully. It's like most people will, will end up being in this very shallow range. And so, you know, to be able to really, you know, instigate that nice deep breath, but not straining, right? We don't want to strain. It's just, you know, very easy bringing it up, holding it, very easy letting it go, holding it, you know, it's like this has to be, you know, just so smooth and regular. And that in and of itself will actually start to drop your brainwave down. Right. You know? So it's fascinating. It, it brings to mind this idea of like hide in plain sight, because mm. when I think about these techniques and the simplicity of these techniques, it's very much like how could so these simple things produce such a dramatic and beautiful experience that can change my perception of the world or allow me to access this other dimension of my existence and my, you know, the world around me. It's like, it's just, that just popped into my head, this idea of like hide in plain sight. I don't know why, but it's just, it's... Right, because I, I mean, you know, we think about it, it's like out of all the things that we need to survive, I mean, breathing is right at the top of the list, right? I mean, it's the thing that you can go uh, the least amount of time and still survive. Right. So I mean, we can go, you know, a few days without water, you know, depending on the scenario. Right. You can go 30 days or more without food, <laughs> depending on how much reserves you have. Uh, but breathing, I mean, it's like even if, you know, how many of us are in the territory of, uh, you know, um, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, the magician or the stage magician. David Blaine. David Blaine. You know, who, how many of us can hit 17 minutes without breathing? You know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, in, even at that, you know, you have 17 minutes left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that still doesn't sound like too much time, right? So, uh, yeah, breathing is, is critical for life. And so uh, adjusting that in any, in many different ways. And, you know, so many traditions have 
all kinds of breathing exercises. I learned a ton of them and just little variations change a lot. And so, um, but it's one of those things that's so tied to life for us that, you know, minor adjustments in that can really make a huge difference in where we want to be. Right. It's just amazing that respiration can change your, your brainwave frequencies and then also your perceptions. It's like, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's very cool. Well, it's cool. And, you know, I mean, there's lots of scientific literature on that too. So it's not like something that it's just, a, you know, an old tradition and then we're sort of pulling it out and saying, oh, here, do this and that'll happen. I mean, we can look at all kinds of science. I mean, you can even look at it from the, uh, you know, our regular existence side, right? So it's like you perceive a threat, your breathing gets, you know, more shallow and rapid, right? So you're charging your blood with oxygen to be able to fight or flight. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, chemicals in your body get, you know, pushed into different modes and, you know, that's all facilitated by that action. So, and, and coordinated together. Right. So it's, 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 yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, but we take it for granted and that's the hide in plain sight because we do it all the time. We just don't realize it. You know, it's like, what do people do when they, when, uh, something's going on and then they find out that it's resolved, you know, they have this sigh of relief, right? It's like, okay, everybody's okay. You know, it's like, there's that whole, like getting rid of, you know, any kind of excess, you know, cortisol levels go down and adrenaline goes down, and, you know, and then of course, after the fact, you know, you get the adrenaline shakes, you know, it's the adrenaline trying to get run out of your body because you don't need it anymore. And <laughs> all of those things. And, you know, breathing goes along with all of that stuff. So it's, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, in, in, you know, ancient times, they realized that ahead of time without the scientific data to back it up. They just knew from observation and from doing it that, you know, changing your breathing in different ways would have different effects on the person, you know, not just physically, but perceptually as well. So mm -hmm. it's like, and so they just started playing with it and coming up with things that were, you know, uh, consistent, you know, consistent application in the vast majority of their population that they were training at the time, if it was monks or whatever, you know, there always will be some little anomaly on the bottom and the top of that. But, but for the majority of people, you know, the, you know, these different breathing techniques will have the desired effect. Right. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, sounds good Yeah. for, for the fourfold breathing and, um, and we'll go on to the next, uh, topic right for people unless you have any other thoughts about that but no just you know again try it and see how you feel and you know work up to it you know so i would say if you can start even with three minutes that's that's good you know and it's like or move into five minutes and you know if you can do then five minutes twice a day that's that's a good thing and so you're progressing you want to be able to do it you know i would say the max on this just because it won't project you into anything deeper you know it does have its limit as well right so but i would say at the most i mean people sort of uh will max out at about you know 15 or 20 minutes you know of doing that yeah because yeah. then there's a there's a um you know it's um a diminishing rate of return after that you can keep pushing it and doing it and if you're getting some benefit from doing longer i mean obviously go ahead everybody's a little different but for most people, that diminishing rate of return will happen around 15 or 20 minutes. Right. 
it's so weird but like in some in some ways like when i think about like oh i'm gonna like open my third eye and i'm gonna see energy and experience the world in this different way and that's really like this exciting idea and when i think about these techniques especially with this it's like sounds kind of boring <laughs> yeah it's a lot of it is i guess that's that thing that came up for me like that hide in plain sight thing it's like really it's not some super magical like diagram and last and time then, i like, read the, about energy you know, yeah yeah and, yeah and saying some spells and you know all of a sudden bloop my third eye's on you know when's the like... part where i take some special herbs and like <laughs> right, cut a herbs. hole in my forehead and freaking jam those things in there <laughs> you know and like stay up all night for seven days and like right. you know what right. i mean like right. where's that part because right. like how you know and 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 did, did i don't know it, well i mean i think part of it is i mean i think it's just a, it's a complex question right it's like part of it is our culture too um that uh you know we've sort of been divorced for a long time from uh you know that other side that mystical side and um you know even to some extent the religious side and you know spiritual side and we've sort of moved into that you know where technology has become our god if you will or you know our savior at this point and and so we've put a lot in that but that's very you know it's hard and you know concrete and, and those types and of fancy things. and fancy right it's you know there's a lot of distraction there for sure you know it's getting more complex all the time right and so uh you know thinking about things uh like this that are pretty common it's just that oh i never thought about breathing like that but it's just breathing so it's how could just that facilitate breathing. this and it's boring breathing because it's not like i'm going <gasps> you know and then yeah, i'm building yeah, up yeah. to something and i'm charging myself up with this energy and right. then i'm like fucking blasting my third eye open it's right. like no i'm just breathing normally and deeply to the rhythm of a four count like right and I'm not saying that that, you know, this breathing, you know, we're not saying that the breathing will, um, you know, turn your ability to see on. It, it's a supporting mechanism, right, to help you move into the states that you need to be in in order to do this. Hmm. I mean, everybody can get glimpses. That's no problem. I think everybody out there that I've ever met has had a glimpse of seeing energy. You know, it's like whether it's just a little, I mean, it's everything from like, thinking you just saw something move in the corner of your eye and looking and there's nothing there. Okay, you know, little little flashes of light here or there. If you're not having a, you know, retinal detachment or something, it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> which is completely different. Uh, but that's, that's something or seeing, you know, in a peak moment, seeing, you know, outline of some color around somebody or, uh, you know, those types of things, those are flashes. And for us, it's, you know, the difference is we want it to be more than that and we want it to be consistent that's that's the real thing that we're going for right is that i want to be able to turn it on and off when i want to use it turn it off when i don't want to use it and i want it to be consistent so that i can do it at will that's it and so you know the breathing fourfold breath is a way to sort of stabilize yourself so that you can move into those territories you know the idea is that 
you know, I don't have to, in the end, I don't have to do fourfold breath for five to 15 minutes to put myself in a state to be able to see. It's like, can you just hang in there for a second? Let me do this breathing technique for a while. You know, it's like <laughs> five minutes even, you're doing box breathing. And it's like, you know, it's like, and the person's going like, okay, already. <laughs> you know? I want to know what color my aura is. Come on, man. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, you, it's, it's the ability to move into that state and anchor it in so that you're very comfortable and very used to feeling that state state what does that feel like compared to my normal state of engagement and once i have that in then i can just bring that up and you know move into that place and that facilitates the next step of you know bringing that ability up and bringing you the the quality of your seeing online that's all so yeah but it's 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 there is a lot of that i mean it, it's definitely something that we um that we've been thinking about and dealing with for a while is like a lot of these things i mean you know it sounds so much better when somebody i mean not that you'd want to go there until you actually have to do it it sounds like a great idea right like i'm just going to go down to the amazon and i'm going to have some you know bushman you know like like cut my third eye open and you know shove a s sacred stick in there and turn on my third eye you know and then heal me instantly and be okay and uh, it's like yeah it sounds great until you get there and you see that this you know guy is you know whatever and you know it's like no i don't think i want to do that anymore it's not so important anymore well i it's think like... there's also a draw or i think there's something that's um there's a certain attraction to that kind of catharsis too because you know for a lot of us it's like for and for anybody that's been trying to see energy or been interested in it for a long time but hasn't been able to produce the experience it's like there's a certain level of frustration there right and maybe a certain level of like frustration in daily life too especially if you're in that high beta problem solving mode all day long or you're working hard or you're trying to get results in these different territories of your life or whatever and so the there's a certain appeal to the ex a cathartic experience where somebody's going to do something crazy to you and maybe you're going to like you know purge your demons and you know yeah. like whatever and then this whole other world is going to open up to you and so these techniques that are you know seemingly very mundane it's like there's it's like where's the where's the excitement where's the drama where's the you know what i mean yeah i mean and i think that's i think you're right i think it's uh again uh, sort of indicative in our culture right it's like where our society is going at this point you know or where it's you know moved into at this point and people are starving for some adventure in their life it's sort of like get up you know don't feel rested you know, get ready real fast, choke something down, drink some coffee on the way to get my brain moving, you know, get to work, pound it out all day long, good, bad, whatever. And then, you know, drone home, you know, get some food again, maybe do something with your family, maybe not, and maybe watch some TV or something brainless to get you, you know, into the zone for going to sleep. And then you go to sleep and then you start the whole thing over again. It becomes this very sort of you know, even though it's fast paced, <laughs> mm. it's a very narrow range of human experience, let's say. So uh, I think we're, we're really desirous of something more. It's like, how can we, you know, reinstitute, you know, some sort of adventure in our life, you know, where, where we're engaged, like when we were kids, you know, we didn't know it was coming the next day sometimes, you know, many times we didn't know. We, you know my parents weren't real upfront about like unless it was something we were planning it, they weren't real upfront like oh what are we going to do tomorrow and it's like oh we'll see when we get there <laughs> you know? it's like don't worry about it you know and uh you know so we were always sort of in that 
attitude of like, okay, what's coming next? You know, I mean, for somebody like me who grew up in a very rural place, it was sort of, even when we would, you know, foray into the forest or whatever, it was, you know, we didn't know what was coming next. We were sort of always hyper alert and, you know, engaging the environment in that way and engaging each other and ourselves in that way too. And that sort of just, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, extended into my regular environment. I never lost that effect. I always desired that. So, you know, what was next on the agenda for uh, keeping that adventure going every day? I mean, uh, and it's not that I don't have times of lull, right? But it's sort of like I'm regrouping and catching my breath from whatever just happened and waiting for the next thing to happen. You know, how am I going to engage the next thing? There's always that, that little bit of, uh, you know, like, I've got to have all my tools at hand, you know, because it's like, what adventure is coming to me? And am I going to be flexible enough and adaptive enough to overcome whatever, you know, whatever journey is coming to me at this point? And that can be from moment to moment or day to day or week to week or year to year, right? So, and I think people really want that. I mean, that's why we go for all of these, you know, adventure tourism and, you know, zip lines through Costa Rica and, you know, whatever, you know, all of these things and sort of engaging it on those levels and, and which is wonderful, you know, it's, it's, it's a great thing, but I think, uh, we sort of, it, when people do that, the majority of people come back with this, you know, after a week of telling all your friends, all the things you did and sort of ranting and raving about it, you sort of slide back into that mode. And there's that bit of like reintegration depression, right? So it's like, okay, now I've got, you know, another 20 to 40 weeks before I can do that again. What am I going to do the next time? So you're living your life for these little five or seven day or 10 day breaks of adventure in your life. And then, you know, droning another year until you can get back to that again or whatever that is. And I think people are just, they're tired of it. So where's the adventure in fourfold breathing? I think the adventure in fourfold breathing is, you know, as you're doing it, as you're doing it, uh, you're noticing over time, you know, you're noticing that you're, you're able to shift into a different state of perception. And in that, you know, you can find, uh, you know, a lot of different things. I mean, it could be just a very peaceful place, right? Or it could be something where, you know, your thoughts become much more clear. So, you know, you may have different uh, physical sensations in the body, you know, so everything starts to be heightened a little bit. I mean, I think a lot of times fourfold breathing, if people have, uh, if they have, um, had any experience with anything mind altering from coffee to alcohol to any kind of plant medicine to whatever, one of the things that it does is it changes your perception, right? So people have their, you know, pick your poison, right? It's like whatever is good for them. They, they like it for its ability to change your perception. And so tune some things down, open other things up, right? So, mm. and it's like, it changes the, the ratios of what's going on for you. So it's like, you know, certain plants will make, uh, you know, hearing music sound better, even songs that you just have memorized, you know, and when you're in that state, it just something happens, right? It, it opens up a whole new level of that. Well, that's a different perceptual state. <clears throat> and obviously it's one that we enjoy because human beings have been doing that forever, <laughs> right? This is not just something new. I mean, it's only been, uh, you know, a hundred years or a little bit more where, you know, uh, 
countries have made certain things illegal or not, you know, and like now it's all just, you know, coming back with new research and all of this, but, you know, for those things, but alcohol has been, you know, a drug of choice for a really long time. And obviously it's not just that you like the taste, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it does something to your perceptual state. It relaxes you, you know, because we know it's a, you know, central nervous system suppressant and, you know, sort of takes the edge off and, you know, kind of puts you in a, a little bit more, hopefully a little more jovial mood, but it can enhance your, you know, uh, your everything from enhancing your food, right? You know, wine at dinner or whatever, uh, you know, enhancing, uh, you know, your conversational mode with people that you like and, you know, there's just all sorts of things that are there. And uh, if it didn't do that, there would be very little of it around. And, mm. you know, I mean, and if you don't believe that, I mean, just look up the history on prohibition. You know, people went crazy. Right. They did all kinds of ridiculous stuff to make alcohol, to get alcohol, to do whatever. It's so ingrained in the human realm that, you know, that perceptual state change is something that I think we're hardwired to to go to and uh and it's not a, a you know i um i'm not saying that it's good for everyone and i'm not saying that i'm endorsing it or not endorsing it i'm just saying it is something that i believe that we're literally hardwired to search out these altered states of consciousness and uh you know and everybody's got to find their way to sort of get to that but fourfold breathing is one that will you know i think will enhance that you know bring you into you know, a slightly altered state, sometimes a more profound altered state, if you really stick with it and, uh, uh, you know, can really enhance your, uh, your ability to experience that adventurous part. You know, if something that simple can change your outlook on even for a few moments in your observation of this world, you know, that, you know, what else can do that and how much more profound can it be? Can I generate that stuff on my own? Cause you're not using anything else other than altering your breathing. Mm. So what else is there? You know, it's like, what else can I do, <laughs> you know, to sort of move that along? So I think that that's, that's valuable. Right. And having the control to be able to shift into neutral, right? The perception or, or a neutral perceptual state. Right. Right. To then be able to, shift into something deeper or different right yeah right so to go from that observational state where i can disengage from certain things that are too too much in mm -hmm. whatever level and then you know and then sort of acclimate to it and then as i re-engage that it's like oh it takes on i have a different perspective of that now right and it balances it out so i'm making better choices i'm doing you know i'm engaging it in a better way and acting on it in a better way too whatever the problem is i'm I'm resolved to take some action on this and do it well, you know, and, and differently maybe than I've done it in the past. And that way I can move my life forward, achieve my goals. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you. No problem.